Hello everyone, I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Ryan Warner. And we are the Movie Nights. Well, some of them. If you're listening to this, it's because you want to hear our uncensored and unfiltered thoughts and opinions about the world of movies. And we're going to talk about movies the same way we watch them, with delicious movie snacks. I got me some trolleys and Mountain Dew. Got some good old classic gummy bears and some Mountain Dew. So sit back, kick back, relax, grab a snack, and thank you for being a part of the conversation. I'm getting closer to nailing it each time. Yeah. Very we'll, good. Get, we'll get there. We will get there. So, Mr. Warner, uh, in our ongoing series, we are now going to be talking about movies from 2002. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be just a crime to not mention the film that we literally just got done watching because I had not seen it. Yep. Called Bubba Hotep. Yep. And for, just for those of you who don't know, this is the greatest motion picture ever made. <laughs> oh, is, yeah. It is uh, Bruce Campbell of Evil Dead fame. Plays someone who thinks that they are Elvis in sort of a nursing home mental hospital that gets interrupted, I should say, by an Egyptian mummy. Named Bubba Hotep. Named Bubba Hotep. And it is up to Bruce Campbell's, Bruce Campbell's Elvis and another patient who's African American who thinks that they're JFK. Which they very may well be. To stop the Egyptian mummy and it's brilliant I and uh, Kimosabi is also in there Kimosabi of the Lone Ranger and Tonto so uh, yeah it's just riddled with big name people it is amazing so yeah. thank you so much for showing me that just the ridiculous silliness and it was only made for one million dollars so it's very inspiring very very low budget it was awesome so thank you again Mr. Yeah, Warner for showing me the brilliance and if you have not watched Bubba Hotep do it. Please. I don't know where you can find it because I've never been able to find a Blu-ray copy yeah, of it. Just a DVD of it. Yeah. So thankfully, my dad had that in the archives. So Good. we're chilling. Good. Moving on to two thousand, other two thousand two movies. Well, I mean, while we're on the topic of Bruce Campbell, might as well bring up another two thousand two movie, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> ah, so oh my good. god. He should, he should have played Peter Parker, I'll say it. He no, should play but, uh, every role in every single movie he's in. Yeah, but uh, obviously the 2002 Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man has a special place in my heart and pretty much everyone who's my age. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing that movie when I was six years old. It still has stayed with me. I still think it's a, gra- it's a really good movie, uh, mostly because of Sam Raimi. Um, I think Tobey Maguire is an excellent Peter Parker. I think he's a good Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And obviously Bruce Campbell's cameo is legendary. I agree with all of that, except there is one thing that does not hold up, and that is the body double. When he's swinging with Mary Jane, the only thing that looks fucking gross in that whole movie. Other than that, yeah. William Defoe as the or William Defoe as the Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, such an iconic villain performance. He does incredible in that movie. He really does. And I love that when he talks about it, he still is like, that was so much fun. Like, he's not. He, a he would about love it. to come back and, like, play another villain. Yeah. Yeah. He, I love the Spider Man 2002. Oh, yeah. Such a good movie. And <clears throat> this is the first one right after X Men when the movie studios started realizing, like, holy shit, these things can make money and they can be good. And cut to 20 years later, here we are. Sony watched Evil Dead and was like, that guy. That's who we want. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, Army of Darkness came out nine years earlier. Mm-hmm. 92? Mm-hmm. 93? Something like that. Oh, so 10 years. Just about. Maybe 95? Maybe. Something who like knows? That. But yeah. Spider-Man. Great film. Um, I have all of the trilogy on 4K. Even the glorious third one. The third one's not as bad as people say. No. 
And it's and the reason it's bad is not the reason people say it, because Peter Parker dancing is the best fucking part of that movie. And tell us why, Dalton. Because it is essential Sam Raimi. That is the most Sam Raimi part of that movie in a movie that was taken away from Sam Raimi. So, therefore, I love the dancing. Yep. The muddled plot and the extraneous subplots that don't go anywhere is what's wrong with that movie, not the dancing. I'll say it. Anyway, moving back on to 2002 movies. Yeah. I know you haven't seen any Harry Potter movie. Nope. But we'd be remiss to not mention that Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the second Harry Potter movie came out that year, mm-hmm. which is, no Harry Potter movie is bad. Like, okay. I mean, some book fans are like, it wasn't, some of them aren't like the book, therefore they're bad, but you know how I feel about that. Yeah. But uh, no, no movie is bad, but this, I will say, this is one of the lower tier Harry Potter films. I pretty much know the basic plot of each movie which one happens in this one though this is when kids start to get like frozen like petrified okay and they think that harry has something to do with it is this the one with the fountain and the scary bathroom scene yes okay see i I know a little bit yeah yeah don't worry we'll binge them all one day i have them all in 4k actually yeah i'm looking at them right now uh guess what else came out in 2002 Hmm. scooby-doo with matthew lillard and freddie prince jr the most exciting thing about that movie is who wrote it James fucking Gunn. Yep. Of Guardians of the Galaxy fame. And that movie is, the Scooby-Doo movie, very good. I it's, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. It's fun as hell. The second one's fun too. Mm-hmm. I think they're both fun as hell. I miss them. Oh yeah. What a time. Also, Lord of the Rings Two Towers came out in 2002, which to me is the weakest, but I've actually recently talked to more Lord of the Rings fans to say this is their favorite, which shocked me because I always saw this as like the least. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's still great. But just yeah. like the least of the three. But Nick recently watched all the movies and he said two was his favorite. Same with Kyler. And I was really shocked by that. Really? Yeah. Because every time I hear like anyone talk about Lord of the Rings, they always talk about, uh, what did you say, Two Towers? Yeah. Yeah. They always talk see, about this movie. It, for me, it was opposite because I love Return of the King and the camp that I mostly see people in is the third one is the best one. Very fascinating. So this whole new profound love for two, I mean, I'm glad they like it, but yeah. it's just... But every time I think of a Lord of the Rings movie, I think of the part in Clerks 2 when they argue about Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and it's so goddamn funny. So funny. We talk about Spider-Man. Ah, here we go. Movie I haven't seen that you have. Gangs of New York came out in 2002. Yes. <clears throat> oh, boy. Please, please enlighten us. So, the, a little backstory as to why I watched this. Because uh, the whole, like, Martin Scorsese saying Marvel isn't cinema, I was like... All right, you know what? Fuck this guy. I'm going to watch one of his movies. Although I've seen like Taxi Driver and Goodfellas and Casino. And like I thoroughly love those movies. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me let me watch another movie of his. Watched Gangs of New York. Nope. Yeah, you told me you didn't love it. I've never didn't seen work it, for so me. I can't speak on it. But um, how, uh, how was the acting, though? The acting... Well, Daniel Day-Lewis is Daniel Day-Lewis. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's, that is the only reason to watch that movie is mm-hmm. for him. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is Leo. Uh, he doesn't really have the best accent because it's uh, it's Irish New York. Like whenever the, all the Irish immigrants are coming over, so it was like that time frame. Um, a lot of big name actors in it, which was a lot of fun. But it just yeah, it wasn't that good. Like I said, I just I just watch it just for like, like wasn't Daniel that good. Videos. And like compared to Scorsese's other films, or just as a film on its own? Just as a film on its own. Oh. Yeah, I just I didn't really like it. Um, the scale, the yeah. the the feel of it was really good, like the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than those two things, the atmosphere, the uh, like world the that world, he yeah. built, mm-hmm. the built, uh, the world he built, and Daniel Day Lewis. Other than that, yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to check that one out. I've been putting it off for years. It's on Netflix right now, which is why I watched it. There we go. So, 
Also coming out in 2002 was the American remake of The Ring, which is a very good horror movie. Haven't watched it, though. Really, really yeah. good. I was um, actually in talks with someone at work the other day, and they love yeah. this movie. Yeah, no, it's it's a really scary horror movie. Gore, Gore Verbinski made it. Same guy that directed Pirates of the Caribbean. No shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really, really good film. Ah, the one we've all been waiting for. Attack of the Clones came out in 2002. What a goddamn... Here we are, boys. Uh, no, no. In one of my phone classes when I was at UCF, uh, one of my professors, we were talking about digital cinema and, like, how Attack of the Clones, like, was a huge leap forward in movies being shot and projected digitally. Really? Like, I think this was the first movie to be exclusively screened digitally. It's one of them. Oh, wow. Or maybe exclusively shot digitally. It's one of those. And... Uh, he, we, we were talking about digital cinema and, like, all the proprietors and things mm-hmm. leading up to it. And we talked about, like, George Lucas inventing the Pixar computer or Lucasfilm inventing the Pixar yeah. computer. Then he goes, and then in 2002, a movie called Attack of the Clones was the first movie to, I forget if it was shoot digitally or project digitally exclusively. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and that was 2002's Attack of the Clones. You know, that masterpiece. And everyone in the class started laughing. Good. It was wonderful. Even Good through God. bad movies, like George Lucas is change, doing great you things. You can change the industry even with a bad film. Yeah, because like you said uh, a few episodes back, that uh, Phantom Menace, he, I think you said shot between digital and film, mm-hmm. and like people couldn't tell the difference. People couldn't tell the difference. That was one of the first big things of like, oh wow, digital thing can work. Yeah. And now that's all young filmmakers know now is digital. Mm-hmm. I couldn't shoot on film. I wouldn't know what the fuck I was doing. Right. And uh, thank you for these cameras. Yeah, right. No, but. Uh, also, what's crazy is if you look at like the R and D of filmmaking, how films can directly be responsible for the making of other films. Like Jurassic Park happened because of the T one thousand and Terminator two. Really? Like they watched that and they were like, "Holy crap, that looks so good. We we can do dinosaurs." Then they did dinosaurs, and George Lucas was like, "Holy crap, I can make my Star Wars prequels." And you do the Star Wars prequels, and now how many v- visual effects things have happened because mm-hmm. of the Star Wars prequels? It's just a whole thing, hmm. and you can kind of get a direct through line. On Fascinating. movies that inspired the initial push to do that digital effect. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even now, like, we have, like, perfect visual effects. Like, when you watch Toy Story 4 and that cat's fur. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, that's mm-hmm. good. Mm. Also coming out in 2002. Movie I haven't seen, but Daddy Spielberg made it. Don't catch me if you can. Okay. My father loves this movie. Mm-hmm. I never watched it. But it's got Leo and Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. I've heard it's very, very good. Have you seen it? No, but like you, I've heard it's probably one of his better films. Yeah, it'd, it'd just be a shame not to mention it. So go ahead and comment below your thoughts on Catch Me If You Can so our dumbasses can watch it. Yeah. Also coming out in 2002 was The Pianist, directed by Roman Polanski. Yikes, yeah. But a great movie, though. A director I don't like, but a movie I love. Adrian Brody. So good. Yeah. So good in this movie. Absolutely. Uh, I will say, uh, in high school i took a holocaust studies class Mm -hmm. we watched that movie and i i cried like that movie is beautiful yeah and a killer performance yeah coming also in 2002 a brazilian movie called city of god which i've never seen but i've heard is fucking incredible okay it's about like a child psychopath who grows up i mean he grows up but like it flashes Mm -hmm. back and the, the movie is famous for having scenes of like an eight year old with a revolver just taken out. Oh, that's that movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Never seen it, but it's seen as one of the greatest foreign films ever made. And really? I've always really wanted to watch it, yeah. So, okay. also, if you've seen City of God, let us know how good it is so we can feel <clears throat> stupid and go watch it. Oh, guess what else came out in 2002? Signs. 
I was just about to say signs. Read yes. your mind, dude. It's like there's aliens or something about. But uh, thoughts on signs? I think. Let me pull up his filmography before I, I make this statement because I want to say M Night. I want to say M Night. This is his best movie. Oh, you think so? But let me pull up his movies real quick. Okay, I don't think. It's oh my! His... Oh my God! No, he did the Last Airbender. <laughs> uh, no, oh I will say of the movies I have seen, this is his best movie. Yes. You haven't seen The Sixth Sense. Nope. Aha. Uh-huh. No, but uh. But I know the twist in there. No, 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 no. But yeah, but I mean, Signs is a good movie, and mm. to me, it's not his best film, but I think it's a good film. However, I hate the ending. I. What about it? The just like everything about the it. The twist and how you defeat the aliens. Mm-hmm. Was it the water? Yes. Mm-hmm. It seemed pretty cop-outy to me. Okay. And I... Now, it is very scary. Joaquin Phoenix and Mel Gibson are great. And I think it's a good movie. It's scary. I just hate I just hate how it concluded. Okay. But other than that, I think it's a good movie. Interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Another movie I haven't seen. 28 Days Later. Directed by Danny Boyle. Yeah. I've seen this. Oh, yeah. all right. Here wow. Go. Here we go. It. Fucking yeah. 2002. Who knew that was my year? <laughs> Shit. Uh, <clears throat> I will say, not the biggest fan of this movie. Really? Yes. Oh. Uh, I know the look and feel they were going for was very intentional. Mm-hmm. You just couldn't get past it? I. Yep. For whatever reason, I could not get past it. The cinematog- it, it, it looks like a VCR, right? It looks like a VCR. The cinematography at some points is very rough and shaky very dirty, yeah man. and like i just ah, like i couldn't get past it okay but my boy killian murphy is great in it and your boy danny boyle made it yeah and it's seen as one of the better zombie movies but um, I, I mean i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just saying yeah. I, I need to watch it for myself too but just in the consensus is that right. it's one of the better zombie movies interesting i might have to go back and watch it with a different opinion because i I've, I've only seen it once mm-hmm uh, but not not the biggest fan of it. Okay. Although it does do something very cool that I like. It has like a nightmare scene. Very very cool. I won't spoil what it ha- what happens in it. But there's don't like... the zombies sprint too? Don't they run? I believe. Yeah yeah yeah. That is that, terrifying. Yeah, because at one point I think they're going up a uh, stair shaft mm-hmm. and they're just fucking <sighs> chasing. Oh yeah, dude. The Born Identity came out in two thousand two. This is the first one. Yeah. Okay. It was a remake, but first one, Matt Damon, mm-hmm. directed by Doug Liman. Um, really great film. Started a, an incredible franchise, action franchise, and not only the reason why this movie is so good is because it's probably the best character piece of all the Bourne movies. Okay, because this this movie is very much so about not only is like the mystery of like. He has amnesia and doesn't remember who he is, and it turns out he's a super spy. But throughout the movie, he gets increasingly frustrated that he can't remember the type of person he is. There's a great scene where he's sitting in a diner with the person he's on the run with, and she's like, and she, he looks sad, and she's like, what's, what's wrong with you? And he goes, I know there are three potential exits on how to get out of here. I know that that guy's left-handed. I know that this person, if I was going to hit him, I'd shoot him in the knee because he has a weak knee, even though he doesn't have a cane. And he's going through this whole thing. He goes, I know, he's like, I know all of these things, but I don't know my name, and I don't know if I'm a good person. And it's like, holy shit. Like it's, and, and the action's great. Mm-hmm. Now, this utilized shaky cam very well. Okay. And the subsequent <clears throat> sequels do. 
they use it as a stylistic choice, not mm-hmm. to hide choreography. Other is this than, one of the first movies that does it, or have they been doing that? It's happened, but this okay. like made it famous. Okay. The problem was, after this movie, everyone tried to copy Shaky Cam, and they used it to hide bad choreography and poorly choreographed sequences, and mm-hmm. then Shaky Cam became this unbearable thing in the early 2000s, and even in the late 2000s. Yeah. And thankfully, it's kind of going away. And some people don't understand the difference between handheld and Shaky Cam either. These were Shaky Cam. Handheld is fine. Yeah. But uh, they utilized it very well. The action scenes were very well done. And what people also don't re- remember is Matt Damon was not seen as an action person. This was the goodwill hunting crybaby. Yeah, saving Private Ryan. Yeah, and, and even then he was just a MacGuffin. Like he didn't, yeah. you know. And so when they put him in this movie, people were very hesitant on if he could pull it off. And he does the action brilliantly. Mm-hmm. He's amazing in it. Um, whenever uh, good old boy here finishes franchise spotlight... We're going to move on over to the Bourne franchise, and we're going to do that as the next franchise spotlight, because yeah. the Bourne series is pretty awesome. Uh, I do want to ask a question about the Bourne series yes. first, uh, before we switch movies. Mm-hmm. Did this movie, did they know that there were going to be sequels? Like, did they set it up for a sequel? Or is it like, well, the that fir- was pretty good. The first one, yes and no. Okay. It, like, it ended, and if it, if it got a sequel... Actually, no, the first one kind of wraps up. Okay. First one kind of wraps up. Two ends with, like, there's going to be a third yeah, one. okay. And three wraps up. Mm-hmm. But one and three wrap up, and then they did four and five, but one and three wrap up very well. Hmm. Like, they could have just made this one and not made another one. All right. Because I, I, I was very curious about that, because uh, your collection over there looks yeah. pretty thick. Yeah, but two two ends with the, like, they're, they're doing a third one. Okay. Hmm. Uh also coming out in 2002, unfortunately, is Men in Black 2. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of Men in Black 2, although I love Johnny Knoxville <clears throat> so much. Oh, yeah. It also has that really awkward Michael Jackson cameo. Mm-hmm. It just com- like, it literally comes out of nowhere in the movie. Yep. You're like, oh, Michael Jackson. Hello. How are you? Uh, yeah, no, I-, I thought it was a big step down from the first one. What about you? I thought it was fun. Yeah. Like, I-, I enjoyed it for what it was, yeah. Okay. Um, but like you, I think it's a step down from mm-hmm. the first one, but... Still, I enjoy for what it is. Gotcha. Also coming out in 2002 was Chicago, the musical. Really, really fun musical. I'm not a musical person. I wonder if Joanna's seen it. Uh, I don't know. I wonder I if Hannah's to... seen it, too. I don't know. But uh, it's got Renee Zellweger and uh, Richard Gere. Mm-hmm. Really, really fun movie. It, it's no Moulin Rouge, yeah. but it's, it's, it's pretty fun. It's good. It might have... Hold on. Did it win Best Picture? For some reason, I'm remembering Chicago winning Best Picture. I'm going to look real quick. I hope it didn't. <laughs> I'll be honest. Wait, what movie? I'm sorry. Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Uh, My laptop is so slow. So slow. Yeah. Thank God I have this new computer. But uh, but yeah, I'm pulling it up now. Yeah. Good thing we can edit. Yeah. Uh, did Did you have uh, another 2002 movie you wanted to talk about? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, <clears throat> so another 2002 movie that I love. Hopefully you'll love. Everyone loves Lilo and Stitch. Um. Fuck yeah, dude. I love that a movie. movie about family is so like this. Ohana. Ah, oh, it's so like. What's what's? What am I trying to say? Heartwarming. Yes, and they do it so well, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't expect an alien to really catch your heart, and he does. <laughs> Great job, critic Ryan. Um, I. The animation, I I love the animation in yeah. this. But, uh... It did win Best Picture, Chicago. Stitch? Uh, Chicago, Damn. sorry. 
Um, hmm. Interesting. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what are your thoughts on Lilo and Stitch? Oh, I love Lilo and Stitch. Uh, I have very fond memories watching it as a kid. Mm-hmm. As a kid, the bit when he plays the other fucker through his mouth fucking killed me. And I don't know oh, why yeah. I thought that was so funny, but it, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, but like the, I just remember as a kid, I was like, for some reason in my little brain, I was like, this is the pinnacle of comedy. <laughs> now, as a kid, I also loved the sequels. Now Never I don't know them. if I could go back and watch them. Never yeah. saw them. Yeah. Stitch has a glitch. Oh, so sad. I remember that being advertised there. <laughs> oh my god, across the Disney Channel. Yeah. Oh my god. What's wrong with Stitch? Jesus. Mm-hmm. Disney did always do those like straight to video sequels. Toy Story Two is supposed to be one. Really? Toy Story Two was supposed to be a sequel, and then someone from Pixar—I don't remember who was John Lasseter or somebody—watched an early cut, and they were like, "What the fuck? We gotta put this in theaters. This is too good." Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, a comedy I want to bring up is Undercover Brother. Okay. Have you seen this? I have not. Fucking hilarious movie. Yeah. It's uh, like a spoof off spy movies, mm-hmm. but the opening is probably one of my favorite openings to a movie ever. He has really? like a, what's the 7-Eleven big, big cup? Like a, like a gulp. Like, like a, a gulp. Yeah, he has gulp, a gulp. Yeah. Oh, with the top open. Mm-hmm. And he has like a big Cadillac and he's just driving around and something happens where he ends up like turning the wheel to like avoid something, but he's just spinning out of control and there's a shot of the big gulp mm-hmm. and it's just like the orange juice isn't even moving, but he's just <laughs> spinning out of control and it's fucking great. It's, it's one of the best openings to a movie I've ever seen, That's brilliant. but the whole movie is just very funny with all the spoofs of like uh, spy, typical spy genre stuff. Oh yeah. No, I'm sure it's awesome. Another 2002 movie that I actually really like, directed by David Fincher, Panic Room. You ever heard of it? I honestly have not heard of it. Um, it, It's not one of his better, like, I think it's on the lower tier of his films. Okay. But it's got Jodie Foster and her daughter played by a young Kristen Stewart. Really? It's about they, there's a home invasion, so they just get in the panic room. And it's about them trying to figure out how to get out hmm. while the home invaders are in. So I really like this film. It's really good. Fascinating. David Venture does that thing where his CGI is unnoticeable, mm-hmm. and it's like really stupid when you watch the before and after VFX of like the CGI, and it's like fuck David Venture, how do you always do this? Yeah, Social Network has a thousand VFX shots. Really, holy shit! More than the first Godzilla. I haven't seen Social Network, but I have to watch really? it. Yeah, yeah. But get it before we get to 2010. Get yeah, 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 yeah. Um, another movie I want to bring up. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm-hmm. The Count of Monte Cristo. I have seen this movie. Really? Yes. Very fascinating. Very My letterbox fun. says otherwise. Oh, I'm, I don't have it on my letterbox? Nope. Well, Shamelessly I fucking plugging letterbox. Gotta take letterbox. care of that yeah. shit right now. Uh, I... Isn't Henry Cavill in that movie? Very, very young yeah, yeah. Henry Cavill. Uh, I was re-watching this a few months ago, and he popped up, and I was like, holy shit, who is that? That looks like a child. <laughs> I mean, he was. Yeah. Not a child, but he was younger. Yeah. But I just, I love this story of, like, his best friend framing him for murder yeah. or whatever, okay. and then going to prison, coming back with a vengeance. Ugh, I, I don't know. That revenge mm-hmm. story is really good. Oh, yeah. Um, also, I think it's based off a book. Is it? I think so. Or did, is it a remake? I think it's a remake, but I also think it's based off a book. I can, I, I can fact check Because I thought it was a remake. I'm not sure. Um, oh, Remember when we were doing the 2000 movies and I said, I think another movie told its story in reverse? Mm-hmm. 2002, Irreversible. That's okay. what it was. I've never seen this movie. Yeah, I've so seen... it's a French book. Okay. 
I've seen clips from the movie, mm-hmm. and, but I know that the movie's famous for having a, like, brutal, hard-to-watch rape scene. Oof. But since it's told in reverse, like, you don't know why this girl reacts negatively toward this guy, because the yeah. guy seems like a great person. But it's told in reverse, and then in one of the scenes, he, like, brutally rapes her. And then from then on, it's like, oh, that's why, like, in the beginning Holy of the movie, shit. it was, and it's like, apparently it's extremely hard to watch. Yikes. But I, so it's always a movie I've been fascinated to watch. Who directed one, it? Uh, his name is Gaspard No. Okay. Yeah. Another movie that I haven't seen and I'm ashamed of myself, but it'd be a shame not to bring it up, is Minority Report. Also directed by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, I was about to say. I thought Tom that was Cruise. a Spielberg movie yep. as well. Yep, please let us know how good that movie is and make us feel stupid. Peak cinema, though. Speaking of Johnny Knoxville, the first Jackass movie came out in 2002. No shit! Mm-hmm. I love that movie. God, what what a fun time growing up with that movie. I could like, just watch all three of those back to back and like call it a day. Yeah, it's just, just so fun. Stupid people abusing their bodies. Yep. Like, yep, that's it's fun. Yep, and the fact that they miss it sometimes is what's it's, funnier. Yeah, <clears throat> I will say some of their uh, like even though I've no or sorry even though I know all of the uh, like gags that they do, mm-hmm. some of them still fucking like knock me on my ass. Yeah. Like just laughing. Oh yeah. Always. Uh, Eight Mile came out in 2002. Which one? Eight Mile. Really? I still haven't seen it. Really? Yep. I see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm like, oh, I'll watch that. And then I don't. Really, really great movie. I think the director passed away recently. Really? Uh, I think so. I'm not That's sure. Sad. Yeah. But uh, Eminem is actually very good in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't play himself, but it's it's about him. Yeah. It's about his life. Um, great actors in it. Kim Basinger's in it. And uh, it's a really great movie. Hmm. And the way that it just utilizes storytelling. And it also kind of, in like the Academy's mind, because it won Best Original Song, Lose Yourself, was mm-hmm. for that movie. And it kind of put rap in this different prestigious arc light than it was previously seen in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't just credit this movie for doing that, but this was a big stepping stone in seeing it as a more prestigious art form than yeah. what it used to be seen as. Dude, the first Resident Evil movie came out in 2002. Shit. You want to talk about it's, zombie it's, movies? It's an old-ass franchise, yeah. Mila Djokovic is a badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what else came out in 2002? Hmm. The Master of Disguise. Oh, my God. I, I hate that movie. <laughs> I remember as a kid that watching that and always fucking cracking up when he does that turtle-turtle <laughs> thing. I, for some reason... <laughs> Fucking six-year-old Ryan thought that was the funniest shit ever, dude. Oh, my God. A movie that I'm really disappointed I've never seen, because it's a Christopher Nolan movie. Insomnia came out in 2002, which is a remake, but it's a Christopher Nolan movie with Al Pacino and Robin Williams. Really? Robin Williams? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I've heard it's a it's Chris Stuckman's favorite Nolan movie. Really? And John Campio's favorite Nolan movie. And I've never even seen it. Shit. I feel like Shit. Not a true fan over here. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's apparently really, really good. And uh, everything, like, I've heard about it seems wonderful. Yeah. Hmm. Red, Red Dragon also came out in 2002, or the only good movie that Brett Ratner made. Red Dragon? Mm-hmm. It's Never a Hannibal Lecter movie with Anthony Hopkins in it. Still same... I think it's a prequel to Science of the Lambs. Okay. Uh, guess what else came out in 2002? Hmm. Die Another Day. What else came out in 2002? (laughs) 
Uh, oh, a movie called Unfaithful with Richard Gere and Diane Lane. That's a good movie. It's just about Diane Lane having an affair. That's yeah. All. Oh, uh, The Sum of All Fears came out. The Jack Ryan movie with Ben Affleck. <clears throat> I actually have not heard of this movie. Yeah, you know, like the Jack Ryan movies? Yeah. Ben Affleck plays Jack Ryan. Huh. Yeah. Fun. It's, it's Another sad. action uh, franchise is The Transporter. The first one came out in 2002. Oh, did it really? Yeah. I, I don't know how you feel about these movies because I don't think we talked about them, but I think they're fun. Like, I think they're perfectly serviceable. Okay. You know, I think they're just, they're fine. Yeah. Like, they're not offensive. They're not great. They're just, they're fine. Okay. Because some of those sequels utilize shaky cam terribly, mm-hmm. and which was annoying. That was one of the pitfalls of the following Born. I mean, they came out at the same time, but then after that, they tried to be Born. Yeah. A movie that my mom loves came out in 2002 called A Walk to Remember, based off of the uh, book by Nicholas Sparks, Sparky Boy. Uh, I was wondering. Uh, it sounded really familiar. Yeah, but... and I, I, I've, I've actually read the book. Okay. The book's better than the movie. Okay. The movie is very, very sappy. Hmm. It's not necessarily terrible, but it's very sappy. Uh, ooh, one of my favorite rom-coms came out in 2002. Sweet Home Alabama. Mm-hmm. It has Reese Witherspoon and uh, Josh Lucas, who's in Ford v. Ferrari. Patrick Dempsey's in it, too. Really? Yes. Oh, but, uh, what a hunk. It's this just this cheesy rom-com about this girl who was, lived in Alabama, and then she became like maybe a lawyer or a fashion person in New York, mm-hmm. and then moves back because she has to divorce her husband, but then realizes like the country couldn't be taken out of her, and then like falls in love again. It's so silly and uh, stupid. There's always that one rom-com yeah. that just hit. I like it. That it's one hits fun. it for you? Yeah, that one does it for me. It's uh, That might be a movie I'll have to skip. Because it just doesn't sound... like. Along with Fine, musicals. I'll bring Kyler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big rom-com guy. Uh, Equilibrium came out in 2002, the Christian Bale movie. Equilibrium. It's not very good. It's a sci-fi movie. Okay. It, it's, it's based on a, like a famous book, or maybe it's a remake of something. I, I think it might be a telling of 1984. I'm not okay. sure. It's not great, but mm-hmm. it's like a cult, it has a cult following. It's yeah. just a really fun, ridiculous action movie. Hmm. Uh, Ghost Ship also came out in 2002, which is not a good movie, but the opening scene is fucking rad. Sounds familiar. It's these people on this like Titanic-type ship, and then one of the cables comes loose and just slices through everybody and kills them. Oh, so like a final destination on a ghost boat. ghost ship, yeah. What the fuck? Yep. Yeah, I mean, those are pretty much all the movies I've seen. Oh, oh no, fucking Spy Kids 2. Are you yeah, kidding yeah, me? Yeah, I got two back-to-back here in a minute. For oh, you. my God. Talk about one of the best sequels of all time. Spy mm-hmm. Kids 2, The Island of Lost Dreams. Again, directed by Robert Rodriguez. Yes. Austin Powers and Goldmember. Yep. Yep. You want to talk about a good spy spoof? Holy shit, Ice Age. The first one. That me movie and, is fucking great. Me and Joanna were actually talking about that movie last night. Funny really? Enough. Yeah. God. It still makes me crack up. It's so great. The fucking squirrel makes it. Oh, yeah. How do we even talk about 2002 and not mention Blade 2 by Guillermo del Toro? Haven't seen it. Oh my god, dude. Both, I, the third one's bad, but Blade 1 and 2 are great. Yeah. And 2 is, I, I personally think 2 is better. Guillermo del Toro is obviously an amazing director. Yeah. And what he does with Blade is so good. And Wesley Snipes is just the shit. Is that the one with uh, Ryan Reynolds? Or is he in all of them? He's in three. He's in three, okay. Yeah. He's okay. the only good thing about the third one. Okay. Um, just some no- quick notable notable ones before we wrap up. Adaptation came out in 2002, where uh, Nicholas Cage. Cage got nominated for one of his Oscars. He um, can act. Yeah, he's a great actor when he wants to be. Punch Drunk Love came out that year. Uh, is that Anderson? 
Paul Thomas Anderson yeah. starring Adam Sandler. I, I heard that's one of his. Best I've never seen it, but I've heard it's one of his best performances. And coming up on Uncut Gems, we might have to visit that one. Yeah. Um, Treasure Planet. Okay. I have very fun memories with that movie. Yeah, 2002 is actually not that bad of yeah, a year for year cinema. For movies, yeah. Hmm. Eli Roth's Cabin Fever. I actually have not seen that many Eli Roth movies. It's. It's very Eli Roth. That's all you need to know. Like, gory and just fucking... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, I say that's... About wraps it up. Yeah. I mean, there's other movies I've seen on here, but I don't really talk, want to talk about Yeah, them. that's fair. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But uh, that'll just do it for the look back in 2002 movies. Thank you guys so much for watching. You can find us on Facebook at Movie Nights, Instagram and Twitter at Nights underscore Movie. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, please subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash Movie Nights. And if you listen to us on YouTube but you only want to listen to the audio, you can always download us on Apple Podcasts. Anything else, Ryan? Uh, be cool. Hell yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye.